dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Dropping the Hammer with Daniel McFadden. I'm Daniel McFadden, here for your weekly uh, dose of NASCAR, along with where I host, along with my good friend, James Crow. Hello, everyone. That's and my intro. That's your that's, that's that my... is his intro. That That's his, um, yeah. It's um, a catchphrase. Hello, everyone. At the, the the dullest possible uh, level. You're, no one's waking up to you, Crow. Hey. No. no, no. In five years, we're gonna be our biggest money generator is gonna be shirts that say "Hello, everyone." All right. Uh, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna make a note to myself. I'm gonna set my alarm for five years from now. <laughs> All right. You are the only person uh, I know that like has like timers that go. For years at a time, for like movie releases and stuff. I well, I as we all know, I haven't been able to do that for a year now. So <laughs> just means um, the timers are longer. So I'm not counting down to. Well, I should be counting down to Top Gun Two right now. That's supposed to come out in July. Should come out in July. Um, Black Widow in May. Um, but that's really that's really it for me as far as counting down to movies right now. Um, I guess. We could be counting down to the Justice League zombie movie. Um, Snyder Cut. Snyder, yeah, Snyder Cut. I, I, I think I'm just going to refer to it as Justice League zombie movie from now on. Um, but no, all right. We are recording this fairly late in the week. It's uh, Friday, March 12th. Um, last week, NASCAR was in Las Vegas for week four of its season. All three series were in action. You had uh, John Howard Nemechek winning in the Truck Series on Friday. Uh, veteran driver A.J. Allmendinger winning on Saturday in the Xfinity Series. And on Sunday, uh, we had uh, sort of a surprise winner, I would say. Um, your, your boy, James Crow, your boy, Kyle Larson, California kid. Uh, his first uh, Cup Series win with Hendrick Motorsports following his... Um, uh, you know, being cast out into the, the wilderness for a year uh, last year <laughs> um, after his use of a racial slur in an I, in an iRacing event in the middle of April. Uh, got him suspended by NASCAR, fired by Chip Ganassi Racing, and uh, then he just, you know, did his own little dirt racing thing as he did some, you know, uh, mending of fences. Um... And uh, now he's back, um, still mending fences, but he's winning again in the Cup Series, uh, earning his first win since the fall 2019 at Dover. That was a playoff ser playoff win, but yeah, he was the winner Sunday at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, you didn't get to watch the race live, Crow. Um, no. you, you you watched it, what, the next day? Or? I, I watched it um, while working over the course of like two or three days but on the okay. plus side i got to watch the interesting parts multiple times but mm -hmm. yeah that's part of it's a big reason why we're recording late um but yeah i had uh, <laughs> family things which is i think having a family is definitely the um the biggest obstacle to being a nascar fan 
since it's basically <laughs> dedicating you know half a Sunday to it. But now that we have uh, things like DVRs and uh, mm-hmm. and YouTube and, y- and YouTube yeah. and YouTube, so yeah, I, I didn't so, check, but I have noticed that uh, NASCAR has actually posted full race replays for the yeah. previous three races on YouTube, which is pretty yeah, they, awesome. They, they do it every week, every yeah. week. Um, yeah, they're, I'm pretty sure they're like the they might be the only sport, you know, sports league. That just does that, like yeah. the so, next day or two days after they just throw them up. Yeah, yeah. The NHL doesn't do that, but they, are, but the NHL basically does not care what you do with the footage as long as you're not making money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty easy to find stuff. They're not like you know MLB or NFL that you know have like a you know, black ops squad and the vans roaming the country <laughs> looking for people that are pirating stuff. So. In, in NASCAR, the term is the, the, the black helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> That's the job. They're coming for you. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, NASCAR's also um, regularly, like, once a week, they throw up the full race broadcast of, like, an old race. Um, like, I believe Wednesday they posted a Phoenix race from 1989. So... Um, that, that's, that those have been really cool. They started doing that during the the COVID pause last spring, um, and they they also just started just airing full races like on Fox to to correlate with where NASCAR would have been that week. So that was really cool. And they're, they're so they're big. They're continuing it, but just on YouTube. So that that's really cool. So yeah, Kyle Larson won Sunday, and I think I think we might have addressed it in our first episode that you. So but when you sort of got into NASCAR five five years ago five years ago so you you, you chose him yeah so <laughs> so I like Carl Larson uh, he's to me of the the current drivers he's the epitome of like the <clears throat> you know grew up on dirt tracks type driver yeah um, he's just incredibly comfortable like driving those lines that just keep you loose and like where you could you know you know basically just you know it takes a certain level of just confidence in your abilities which that that comes from dirt um and uh i think that you know from watching the race last uh last weekend you know that's basically what he did that worked so well is he you know ran that high line and uh it worked out well but that's why that's why I uh, that's why I was drawn to him. Uh, then you know there was the incident <laughs> last year, yeah, um, yeah, which kind of taints that. But mm-hmm. before that, if you asked me what who my favorite driver would, um, was, that's who I would have said. Now uh, I don't know. I, I, I cheer for I cheer for Blaney because of my friend who likes Blaney a lot. Yeah. Um, so everyone loves Bubba Wallace. Well, not everyone. I, I like well, him, uh, but the, 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 there's there's a vocal uh, portion of people. Everyone whose uh, opinion I care about. <laughs> oh no no, I mean no I mean he's the no Bubba's like the biggest name in NASCAR right now outside the NASCAR bubble. So um, that and because of what he went through last year, also who he drives for now, so. 
He, I think he has the most commercials on TV right now. So yeah, um, yeah. And but yeah, I also cheer for everyone that's ever been interviewed by you um, for your YouTube channel. <laughs> so Thanks. I'm a big Rush Chastain fan now. Uh, so Daniel Suarez. So well now, well my 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 next interview, John Hunter Nemechek, who I, I interviewed him this week, and he he won last week as, as we mentioned at at Las Vegas. So. Well, he you seems to do that a lot. <laughs> John Hunter Nemechek? Yeah. Well, no, this was his first one in three years. So. Oh. Well, he, he just, I guess he doesn't win. He runs up front a lot. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, he had stage wins in, in the previous two rages. So, yeah, 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 he's been running up front. So, um, but yeah, just your overall impressions of Vegas. That, that I, you know, the the package that, that is used for the mile and a half tracks, the 550 horsepower package is not um, a beloved package um, by by many, uh, and it hasn't been th- these last two years, but so far this season at Homestead in Las Vegas, I think it has performed as about as well as you could hope for it to. Um, that I think Sunday's race at Las Vegas was prop, I mean, for my money, probably the best cup race at Las Vegas um, in many years. Uh, it was just fun to watch. I mean, even though Kyle Larson, you know, he went away with it at the end, it, it was just an interesting race to watch. I mean, there was one restart period where you, the first six cars were three wide, two rows deep for multiple laps, and that was very fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I'll say the most interesting thing about Las Vegas was um, compared to essentially the last, the, the first three races of the season has been how much uh, tires and pit strategy came into play um, compared to those tracks. Because um, I do know, or, or I, you know, at one point, like, Kyle Larson was, uh, like, in 20th, like, towards the end. But it was due to the pit, so- pit cycle. And, uh, yeah. like, so he just, you know, drove through all the people that were in front of him. But there was legitimate, like, questions about whether or not, like, you know, some pit strategies could put someone in front long enough to hold on to a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, that was a nice uh, addition to that track. Yeah, like, like, yeah, but it was it was a pleasantly surprising race. He had multiple green flag passes for the lead, um, which is something that's kind of been hard to do with this package, but I think that it's taken till now, I think for maybe teams to really get their, get a grasp on the car and what to do to it, to get the most out of it. And I think drivers have finally like figured out how to adapt their own, um, talents to this package to, to be able to force the issue and get past the leader, um, with this package. Um, so it, it was, just, it was a fun race to watch. Outside the Daytona 500 so far, th- this season's been pretty um, entertaining for the most part. Um, if if there had been the big wreck at the start of the 500 and then the rain delay, we might be having a different conversation. So, um, but yeah, Kyle Larson won. Uh, that's four different winners. I don't think anyone would have picked the four winners that we've had so far to have won those races. Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, William Byron, Kyle Larson. Even I mean, even though Kyle Larson 
he had been running near the front these through these four races, you know, had his screw up at, on the road, Daytona Road Course. Um, yeah, I mean, I the thing anyone... that all the com- the thing that all the commentators said uh, that I pretty much agree with is like, I him winning isn't a surprise. Him winning at Las Vegas is the the thing that's a surprise. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been good, sort of good at one point from one one and a half mile tracks, but he's never won on a one and a half mile track. Um, before Sunday, the races he had won, his six wins had been, the, his first four wins had been on two-mile speedways, Michigan and Fontana. And after that, his other two wins were Richmond and Dover. Richmond's a short track, and Dover is basically a one-mile version of Bristol. And he's really good at Bristol. Um, but he had never done, been able to seal the deal on this track. So... Yeah, him. Yeah, him winning in Vegas would. I would not have picked him, um, but he schooled the field. Um, he's he's in the best equipment of his career, and he's not putting it to waste so far. Um, so yeah, that was the Cup race. Did Did you get to watch the truck in Xfinity races? I I didn't see the Xfinity race. I did see the uh, parts of the truck race. Okay. So what did you think I, of the truck I, race? I, I I, uh, I tuned in long enough to uh, get a view of the uh, the ten trucks that were all sponsored by Camping World. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that was that was a that was a trip. Um, yeah, of the two the the ten car trucks that were sponsored by Camping World slash Marcus Lamone is the top two finishers who actually got top tens and were able to get even more bonus money. You know, a total of, I believe, $25,000 was Grant Enfinger and Parker Kligerman. So, um, yeah, w- it was a promotion that ac- actually get, got good use out of it. So, it wasn't yeah, it, just, it was a oh, weirdly, the money like, for the, the, feel-good the promotion. Team. You know, you, you really get behind them. And, uh, like, it gave you something to cheer for in a league where most of the, you know, most of the drivers... Other than the ones that are, you know, have a lit last name of a driver you're familiar with, or you know, generally not well known. Oh yeah, I mean, m- m- most of the, most of the trucks, like of the ten, two had legitimate shots at winning the race, Brett Moffitt and Raphael Assard, but they had stuff happen to them that kept them from winning. Um, Grant, so then that. The t- titles then fell to Ed and Finger, uh, Kligerman, and they finished eighth, ninth, something like that. Um, but the rest of the field were really trucks who they don't compete up front ever. They're not. They're not going to. Um, but yeah, they they did did get a week in the spotlight, and that the money I'm sure that they got will help them to some degree. Not a lot, um, but yeah, it was nice. It was cool. It it, it happened fast, so um, I think Marcus Lamonis he's also doing a thing this weekend or next weekend in Atlanta with B Water, a water brand. Oh, yeah. um, but I'm not entirely sure um, what all that entails. He hasn't really spelled it out. So so if you watch the profit, you would know what company that is. And what company is that? Um, so it's it's actually one of the episodes I just I watched recently, um, but it's a 
It's just it's a drink brand that he that was on the show recently that he uh, invested in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll say Marcus Limonis is very good at uh, like leveraging all the companies he owns in a smart way, and like you know knowing how to like put things forward and put people together and stuff. So it's it's an interesting choice, really. But it, it's cool to see that he's uh, you know taking that initiative there. All right. Okay, so on to Phoenix. Uh, we got a, two two races this weekend: Cup and Xfinity. Uh, Phoenix. It's a one mile track. Uh, it's a flat track, um, and it's it's the track that hosts the championship race, uh, championship race weekend, which it did for the first time last season. Um, obviously, one of the favorites you're going to have this weekend is Kevin Harvick, um, who has nine career wins there, which is a lot. Um, uh, where's he starting? Harvick is starting. He had a horrible weekend in Las Vegas. Um, and so, gosh, where is he? 18th. Kevin Harvick starting 18th. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do up there. This is the first, um, race of the year on an oval with the 750 horsepower package. Uh, so big engine, small blade, as uh, some like to refer to it, so, which is the, the spoiler on the back. Um, it's no longer going to look like a skyscraper. It's just going to be pretty pretty small. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, on the pole, you got um, Brad Kozlowski. Second is Kyle Larson. Uh, Denny Hamlin starts third. Christopher Bell starts fourth. And Martin Truex starts fifth. Um, Chase Elliott won the championship race and the championship last fall. Uh, Joey Logano uh, won this race last year. He starts ninth. And that was also, you know, the last race before uh, everything went cuckoo with COVID and the sport shut down until the middle of May. Um, so, yeah. That, that, I think that's, from now on, we, should, uh, we uh, should refer to it as before NASCAR tried to pivot into iRacing. <laughs> oh, man. That just... Uh, dude, that, 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 that like, 10-week period or whatever is just, like, so surreal. It's, it's a, like, a fever dream. I, like, I had to cover NASCAR drivers competing digitally. I, I wasn't doing it every week. Um, but I, I still can't believe that I did it. Um, and they're going to do it again this year. Um, everyone, it's the, I don't, they're not going to do it like on a weekly basis, I don't think. But here in a few weeks, yeah, they're going to start doing the iRacing Pro Invitational again. Um, did you watch that at all last year? Some of it. You did? What do you think? I mean, I, I don't necessarily have anything, a aversion to esports. Um, I actually watch uh, NHL esports sometimes. So why? <laughs> it's entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, I I never want to cover that professionally again. It that was just that was it for what it was at the time. Yeah, we all we needed it. We needed something to get us through that. But that we're not there anymore. So. 
let's let's stick to the real thing in my opinion yeah but anyway <laughs> all right um but yeah um yeah it's race number five race weekend five phoenix um what the any, any questions about phoenix race weekend crow um no no okay oh, well i have some but i'll ask in the in the next segment is is, is the next segment McDowell Watch! McDowell Watch. Dun dun. Yes. <laughs> Alright. Cue, cue the music. So, where <laughs> is Michael McDowell starting at Phoenix? Okay. Uh, Michael McDowell, uh, the Daytona 500 champion, is starting 16th. Um, that is after... Uh, he finished 17th at Las Vegas for his worst finish of the year. Um, he McDowell got some laps led up at the front at Las Vegas, but that was just because of an attempt at pit strategy during green flag pit stops to hopefully, you know, catch um, uh, a caution, but that didn't work out. Uh, but he did lead nine laps, um, which is, you know, eight more than he led in the day 2500. So, um, but yeah, he will start 16th, and 16th is also, uh, the best, uh, he's ever finished at Phoenix. Uh, he's done that twice, 16th. So, um, so we'll, we'll, I'm sure, where's, he, I'm betting this is also his best, oh no, he started 12th there in 2010. Uh... So yeah, this is actually yeah, this is his best start at Phoenix since 2010, uh, when he started 10th, oh 12th, when he started 12th, but he finished dead last um, due to overheating issues in that race uh, after 149 laps. So uh, a good a good start for for uh, McDowell, but after his 17th place finish um, in Las Vegas, he is now. Uh, ninth in the point standings. Last week he was in the top five, and he is 61 points behind points leader Denny Hamlin, who hasn't even won a race yet this year, and he's first in points. I think NASCAR is just trying to keep him down now. He's like, <laughs> this is Michael McDowell, fella. We need to, we need to, we need to put some weight on on his back here. Make him work harder. He's too good. He, he's been uh, took, soaking up too much of that spotlight. Got, got to spread it around. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, it's so far. I mean, it's been a very successful season so far for McDowell compared to you know um, previous. So, so um, yeah. That that's that's been that's been McDowell watch. I mean, we really don't have um, anything else to yeah, say about Michael. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's pretty simple. But I, I think I, the you know the pit strategy. I think it was a smart move that didn't work out. Um, and he got some time up front. I mean, he got time up front, and he got them to talk about him. You know, which is mm. great for the sponsor, great for the team. So, 
even though you know didn't finish in the top ten. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's still a good week for the team, just not you know on the score sheet. Yeah, you're right. Um, but we'll we'll see. Like, I think typically drivers who are even reasonably good on road courses, like McDowell is, he's reasonably good, um, tend to be good on, like, flat tracks, short tracks, um, and uh, that's what Phoenix is. It's a very flat track, and a few years ago, uh, you probably don't know this, girl, um, they switched the front and the back stretch. So what was the front stretch, which was was just a straight, straightaway, uh, is now the back stretch, and the the front stretch now where there's like a dog leg. That's the now the start finish line's in the middle of that dog leg, which makes for um, some very exciting uh, racing at least on restarts because drivers uh, will shoot off down onto the apron, trying to make up positions. So um, you you will see some driver cars fanned out going into turn one um trying to trying to get position so you would would you would you would have seen it a few years ago but it not quite like this um so that, that's they they've the races at phoenix are now far more interesting now that they've switched the front and the back stretch You know, what, one, one interesting stat before, um, I guess, we, we get out of here is so through the first four races of the season, each race, each win has been the first win for the that specific driver-crew-chief uh, combo. Uh, and last week, Kyle Larson kept it up, winning his first race with crew-chief Cliff Daniels. Um, Cliff Daniels was the crew-chief for Jimmy Johnson, for uh, the last two years before uh, Johnson's retirement. So the, the number 48 team has turned into the number 5 team. Um, so it'll be interesting uh, to see if somehow, some way, uh, this crew chief driver first win streak could somehow somehow continue um, uh, going into to Phoenix. Like, But uh, with someone like Kevin Harvick being the favorite, Joey Logano... Uh, Chase Elliott, those guys, uh, th- those th- those guys are the guys to look out for. They could put an end to this streak. Um, but I mean, through the first, this year is the first time that the first three races were won by a for the first time between a driver and a crew chief since 1982. To put that into perspective, that that hasn't been done since then. I don't know how long it's been since the first four have done done that. So. Uh, I find out very. It's been a very uh, weird year, which I wrote about at frontstretch.com, um, and I, I'm hoping the weirdness keeps up to some level. Um, so yeah, weird is uh, interesting. Yes, it is. It's very interesting. Last year was weird, but for you know unplanned reasons, um, and if you know the season can just you know stick on its schedule this year. Uh, I'd like it to be weird for normal reasons. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. 
Yeah, I, I, it's weird, but it's weird in a way that I feel like is evening the chances of anyone winning. So it's, it's, it's evening the playing field more. Oh, yeah. Uh, and another, I saw one stat this week that, um, you know, people are talking about whether... We talked about it, you know. Could, could there be 16 different winners or more? Um, and apparently... <laughs> Working on the ten-year cycle thing, the, the the last two times like we got more than sixteen winners in a season were two thousand one and two thousand eleven. So um, ten-year cycles, they're interesting. <laughs> so, all right, um, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Dropping the Hammer with Dan McFadden. Uh, be sure to check out my weekly columns at frontstretch.com. Uh, my column uh, this week was on Ty Dillon uh, the Toyota racing driver uh, who we should have posted the interview with by now from a few weeks ago Crow Don't look at me. Um, <laughs> but anyway uh, if you didn't, didn't see uh, Ty Dillon on Monday posted a very emotional 15 minute monologue on his podcast uh, Ty Dillon in the moment um, where he talked about basically for a very short period of time on Monday, he um, just given all the frustrations he's going through with trying to keep his racing career alive, uh, kind of just broke down in the middle of his kitchen with his wife and just kind of like threw in the towel mentally before, um, you know, kind of hopping back in the saddle again. And so I wrote um, a column on, on that. Um, I think a lot of people read. Um, so, uh, check that out. Hopefully we can actually get my interview with Ty Dillon from three weeks ago out into the feeds. Or you could watch it on my YouTube page at Daniel McFadden slash YouTube. Um, for, it's a 30-minute interview. And actually actually one of my favorite interviews I've actually um, just ever done. It's a very, very uh, open, honest conversation. Um, and I think... Right now, Ty Dillon's really one of the more interesting NASCAR drivers in the just on the circuit, and he he has a part time ride right now. He's not even full time, so um, be sure to check out that column. I have a story publishing tonight at Front Stretch on John Hunter Nemechek, who, as we said, won uh, the Truck Series race last Friday, beating his new team owner Kyle Busch. So, um, and we I will be posting the full interview of. Uh, my interview with John Hunter check on the YouTube page this weekend. Um, and hopefully that will get out into the podcast feed next week too. Um, so, but yeah, follow me on, you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel McFadden, at YouTube, at YouTube slash Daniel McFadden, patreon.com slash Daniel McFadden. And uh, Crow, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at DTH Crow. Um, Currently, there's a lot more hockey talk than there is NASCAR, but I'll, I'll even that up a little bit better going forward. What, what, what was the most interesting thing that happened in hockey Twitter this week? Um, I mean, the, big, the biggest news for me was yesterday uh, the Blues signed Jordy Bennington to a six-year deal, which is worth average of $6 million a year, so 36 6 Um He's the goaltender that had the uh, kind of Cinderella story where he was in, like, not even, like, the B-tier, 
league, but the oh, C tier league. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. And then um, he got called up and uh, and went on a basically went on a winning streak with the Blues that took them from last place in the in the NHL to first place, and then they ended up winning the Stanley Cup. Okay, I I thought that when that happened, that was just like like a one game thing. Like we need you today. I didn't know he stuck around and is now making yeah. so money. So he took so. yeah he took the job from Jake Allen, basically. So he and Jake Allen were uh, like co starters last year, more or less. And then Jake Allen got traded in the off season, and now he's the primary goaltender. And then they brought up uh, uh, Vili Huso as the uh, backup and so now yeah but now so, he's making big money he, he, he initially so now, signed a one year bridge deal because they weren't sure how good he actually was you know but uh yeah but he it's a and it's a uh, three year no trade clause too which is awesome so so he's basically like the Jeremy Lin of the NHL yeah I mean he's he's gonna be around for a while hopefully he stays good and what, what was his, like, before he got brought in, like, emergency-wise, what was his, like, actual job? No, I think you're thinking of something else. So, so he, he was a goaltender, but he was a goaltender in, like, a, not even, like, the AHL. I can't remember what league it was. But basically, what happened was um, he was going to be sent to another team, and the chances of, like, going from that team to the NHL were, like, almost nothing and he said okay no he, he he said no and and like i'm, I'm not gonna do that you can fire me or keep me or, or keep me on the team i'm currently on and uh they they kept him on the team and then not too long after that he had he there was a situation where there was injured goaltenders and he got called up okay so because villa huso was actually in line in front of him um, but he was injured, so he got he got brought up, and then he just won, and then he kept winning, and they went on like a I think twelve or thirteen game winning streak with him as the as the goaltender, and went from like I said last in the NHL to first. So wasn't there not like at there, some point in the last so, couple of years like an, another emergency goaltender so, story, so, and the guy was like an accountant? Okay, or, so what, I don't so know. what you're thinking of? So there was a guy, and he was he. It was uh, it was the Cal- uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, so they were okay. playing in maybe in Montreal. It was in Canada, and so the way the NHL works is you you have your goaltender, you have a backup goaltender, and then whoever's hosting the game has an emergency goaltender. So if either team um, loses both their both of their goaltenders. The emergency goaltender comes in and plays. Okay. Um, so it, this guy was a, uh, he worked for the team they were playing against as a uh, like like a, I think he did facilities. He was a Zamboni driver. He did some coaching. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but he, like way back, like he played goalie, like <clears throat> as like a you know hobby. Like you know he had, so he has some experience. And uh, both of the Carolina Hurricanes goalies got injured. He got brought in, and they and like he wasn't like you know in a um, 
NHL quality, but he was good enough, and the team rallied around him enough that they were able to still win. Okay. And so now that's the, that's the one I remember. Yeah, that's what you're that's, thinking. Yeah. Of. Okay. All right. Yeah. That okay. was, that was a big deal because it, um, it, he was like the first uh, winning emergency goaltender in like uh, in, since like the '80s. And the thing is, oh wow, he also played over half the game, so he got credit for being the goaltender for the game. Cool. So he cool. he has a NHL like win. He is he is the best <laughs> win percentage. <laughs> of any NHL goalie. <laughs> I, I hope they at least 100%. put at least I hope they at least put his jersey in the Hall of Fame or whatever. I think uh, that, that yeah because... they sent they did send his jersey to the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, Carolina brought him to down to Carolina, um, and uh, they had, I think they had a parade for him and stuff. So oh cool that's cool that's neat. And that has so. been this week's episode of Dropping the Puck. Uh, nice. Hosted by James Crow. Um, but yeah, you, uh, thank you guys for listening this week. Please, um, you can reach out to us, as we just said. You can also email the show at, at, or, at danielmcfadden at gmail.com if you want to send us a note, send us a question, give, sound off on something. If you're a NASCAR team that wants to have their driver interviewed, if you would like to sponsor us. DanielMcFadden at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, that's our show. Phoenix this weekend, the cup race, uh, green flag, should be around 3.30 Eastern on Fox. Um, So, yeah, tune in. Uh, This has been the latest episode of Daniel McFadden, or (laughs) the latest episode of Dropping the Hammer with Daniel McFadden. I'm Daniel McFadden, and with me has been... Apparently my name is Dropping the Hammer. That 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 was that was crow. Yes. All right guys, thank you for listening. Talk to you guys next week.